Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another Quiet Talk for you today. Folks my age will remember the famous Just Say No campaign that encouraged people, especially the young, to say no to drug abuse. There are a lot of things we need to say no to. Listen to this from Titus 2. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. There are some things we definitely should say no to, ungodliness and worldly desires. Just say no. But I want to talk today about saying yes. After all, we preachers are often accused of being too negative, so... I love those stories in the Bible of God appearing to people and calling them to his special work in this world. What an honor to experience the call of God. It'd be one thing for some high official or uh, the CEO of a great company to call up and ask for your help, but nothing compares with the call of God. There is no higher honor than serving him. Let's start in chronological order here, as I usually like to do. It's a personality quirk of mine. One day, Moses was out in the desert, minding his own business, watching his sheep. He wasn't looking for any excitement, but excitement came his way anyhow. He saw a bush that was burning, but that was not burning up. I'm sure burning things were a common sight out in the desert, but Usually they burned up. This bush did not. So he approaches the bush, and that's when God called out to him. Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. Needless to say, Moses was a little freaked out. Who wouldn't be? God was calling Moses to go back to Egypt and deliver the people of Israel from their slavery. I'm not going to go into all the details of this interview. You can read about it in Exodus chapters 3 and 4. I'll just say that after some rather determined resistance on Moses' part, he finally said yes to God. He wasn't at all sure he was the man for the job. He didn't think he had the ability for this assignment. But finally, he agreed with God. He said yes. And of course, the rest is history. Moses is now sculpted into the architecture of the Supreme Court building. He delivered the people of Israel and led them for 40 years. Years after he died, he shows up again on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus Christ, glorified forever. Jeremiah had a similar reaction when God called him to be a prophet. His excuses were different, but They were still excuses. He said, I can't be a prophet, God. I'm just a kid. God said, don't worry about it. I've called you. I'll equip you. But my favorite story along these lines is the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm sure she didn't see herself as someone who could accomplish some great work for God. She was a simple peasant girl. She was not from a leading family in Israel. She had no money, education, etc., etc. But an angel appeared to her and 
told her that God picked her out for an important work, one of the greatest assignments in history. You know the story. Here's what I want to emphasize about Mary. While Moses and Jeremiah and probably a thousand others that God called argued about it with him, Mary did not. Instead, she just said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. I can't think of many more beautiful words in all of Scripture. She said, Lord, here I am. I am just your servant girl, and I'm prepared to do anything you want me to do. No arguments, just submission. She said, yes. Are you a servant of the Lord? You might reply, no, I'm not called to be a preacher. But you are still called to be a servant of the Lord. Jesus said that the greatest in the kingdom would be the servant of everyone. He didn't say that greatest in the kingdom would be the preachers or the bishops or the missionaries. The possibility of greatness is open to everyone. Just say yes to being a servant. As I've just implied by quoting those words of Jesus about servanthood, to be his servant naturally assumes you will be the servant of others. Years ago, I heard someone define a servant as one who becomes excited about the success of others. Most of us get excited when we are successful, but are we excited when the other is successful? We should be if we are the servants of Christ. I have to confess that I haven't known that many people in my life who could be described in this way, but I'm thankful that I have known some and They've touched my own life in powerful ways. They were excited about my success. I want to be like that. I want to be a servant like Mary. Now, you may be thinking like Moses and Jeremiah, I don't have what it takes to do anything significant for the Lord's work. I can't speak well. I don't have any specialized education or training. I don't know the right people. Here's the thing. God doesn't call people who already have all the equipment. He gifts the people whom he chooses to call. If God calls you, you don't have to worry about your abilities or your qualifications or your opportunities. He's going to handle all that. But you do have an important job here. It is a job that you are qualified to carry out. It's the job of saying Yes, that's really your only job. Say yes to the call of God. Now, the call of God is not just sent out to preachers, as I've already implied. All are called. We are called to follow Christ. Like he said to the humble fisherman, follow me. And to the tax collector, follow me. He's saying it to you right now. Will you say yes? Now notice this carefully. It's not a one-time yes, but a daily yes. When you step on that road of discipleship, there are going to be many decisions you'll have to make along the way. You must keep saying yes to God. 
There will be times when it doesn't seem to make sense. He will call you to follow in unexpected and sometimes unusual ways. Just say yes. One more thing. You're not alone in this. The one calling you to say yes himself was the first to do so. God sent his son into the world, but the son didn't come unwillingly. The father didn't force him to come to die for our sins. He freely said, yes. We used to sing a wonderful gospel song called Such Love. The second verse goes like this, that Christ should join so freely in the scheme, although it meant his death on Calvary. Did ever human tongue find nobler theme than love divine that ransomed me? My friend, aren't you glad that Jesus said yes? Because he said yes, you and I have hope of eternal life. Through faith in him, we can know that one day the troubles and trials and challenges will be over, and Jesus will welcome us into a perfect world free from suffering and pain. And remember, What I said about saying yes, not being a one-time shot. Jesus said yes to coming to this earth, but he continually said yes to his father while he was here. At the very climactic moment when he was arrested, he said, don't you know that even at this moment I could call on my father and he would send 12 legions of angels to set me free from your hands. But if I did, how could God's purposes in salvation be accomplished. Clearly, they couldn't have. So Jesus said yes once more. Let's follow his example. Heavenly Father, help me to say yes to you day by day, moment by moment, and those listening to my voice, whatever you're calling them to be, to do, to say, to think, I pray they'll say yes in Christ's name. Amen. My dear friend, some of us, uh, we feel that we have said yes to the Lord in seeking to establish a congregation in the Schenectady, New York area that's called Bread of Life Anglican Church. And we meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the American Legion Hall, which is located at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. And if you're in that area, you don't have a church home, please come and visit with us. We would love to meet you. As always, You can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.